1: Last week I had the opportunity to sit down in person with Super G, the creator of the Scar and G-Comp switches. I had a great time talking to him, but unfortunately my mic went out about halfway through the interview, so I ended up having to use a backup source for my parts. But his mic was perfect the whole time, which in my opinion is all that really matters for interviews like this. You know, there's nothing you can do about stuff like this when you're doing it all by yourself and you don't have anybody else to sit there and verify audio or video or anything. Things like this are just going to happen, but you could still hear him the whole time and you could hear me good enough. So, sorry if it annoys anybody, but either way, I think it's a great interview and I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy it as much as I did. So, without further ado, here's an interview with Super G. Hey guys, I am here with Super G. What's up, man?
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Good. So I gotta ask. I've asked you this before, but I, I always I'm a stickler with name pronunciation. What is the proper way to pronounce your name? Because I always uh, get it wrong.
0: Uh, my real name. Your real right, name. Right. Okay. Uh,
1: Super G. I'm saying that right. Correct. <laughs> <I got laughs> Super that G right. is perfect. Right, yeah. Yes, Super G is perfect. Okay.
0: So, uh, well, how uh, American people say it, it's D. Okay. My first name, uh, how uh, they say it in Ukraine, is henady. Okay. Hey, Not H, but he. It's okay. like different sound. So yeah. it's
1: not offensive for somebody to call you Hennady? No, no. Okay, it's just the American yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, you
0: can call me anything you okay. want. <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> I know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I always try to get it right. And uh, it's weird because for me, like, I feel like um, I, I want to make sure I'm respectful, but For product names, I get those wrong all the time, and I don't care. It's only a person's name that I I worry about.
0: My name is unusual. Mm -hmm. Like, from Ukrainian perspective, it's kind of longer name, so we tend to use, like, simpler names, but Mm -hmm. it's just... uh, I was named in honor of my uh, grandfather, who also has the same name, and it's like this. Yeah, nickname is Gena. So, Henadi is Gena. Okay. So, if Gena is simpler, but if I... uh, when I spell it, it's G-E-N-A, and if I tell it to somebody, it's Gina, and Gina is woman's name. So it's, In America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. funny.
1: Because uh, I have a, a lot of friends from uh, Ukraine, Russia, that whole area, and I've heard Ginadi before pronounced with a G, uh, but so never
0: with G is kind of Russian notation of my name, so okay. uh, like Russian people, when they talk to me, they tend to say uh, Ginaji. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in Ukraine, it's just instead of G, we use H, like soft, soft G. I'm always fascinated by stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about somebody (laughs) calling me wrong. It's fine. Just for me, it's matter just understanding that somebody is talking to me. so.
1: So for some reason, whenever I'm doing the weekly roundups, sometimes Super G is a tongue twister. So you gotta try to like you know Super G's new G scars. Sometimes I end up like messing up the word all the time. So maybe I'll just say Hanadi from now on because that'll be easier.
0: <laughs> and anything you want. So uh, Super G has another story. So my, oh yeah, please. My nickname is G, mm-hmm. which is kind of Genadi mm-hmm. using Russian notation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one uh, letter you cannot uh, use like anywhere when you register, let's say in some forums. Mm-hmm. So I had to add something before or something after. And I decided, OK, there's you, there's Superman.
1: There is <laughs> uh, Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, Super G. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, of. that was going to be my next question, is how you get <laughs> Super G. But that's cool. I like that. Huh. So for anybody that's not familiar, and I'm assuming everybody watching this is, uh, Hanadi is the creator of the SCART switch and the G Comp switch, both a SCART and component automatic switch. Um, and it is, in my opinion, the best one by far. Uh, I'm not saying that because I'm friends with them. I'm saying that because of years of testing yeah, of this thanks. thing. So, uh, as anybody that works with me knows, if I find a problem, uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not going to go and tell the world. Look at this. I'll, I'll talk to the I'll talk to the creator first. But I don't. I haven't really seen any issues. And anything that we've found over the years are things that like. You only find these issues after hundreds of people test with every combination of things, right. You know what I right. mean? So it's i I've seen the evolution from the beginning. I absolutely love it. I love all of the the different steps that um, th- that you've added to it. Where it's not just a switch anymore. It does the sync regeneration? Um, all of the voltage levels are good. Uh, it's now safe from uh, evil super guns that might try to <laughs> try to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> So how? What was the what was the origin of this? What what made you start and say, you know, I want to I want to build a scart switch?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, when I moved here six years ago, uh, so uh, we rented a house which is kind of bigger than what I used to live in before, Mm -hmm. because in uh, in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. in my uh, like native city Lviv. Mm-hmm. So we lived in apartments. Usually people like live in apartments. Those are like big buildings, like 10, 10 uh, floors. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't really get uh, enough space just to have a proper setup. Mm-hmm. And I had my stuff in storage. I had my, uh, like my NES, my Genesis stuff. Mega Drive, sorry, sorry, (laughs) yeah, um, my PlayStation, and it's all in storage, so basically you just, you want to play something, you have to take it out, connect, play. Now I moved here, and here in the U.S. space is not an issue, so it feels very good, you know, when you, jump into something and you get like a lot of space yeah I
1: live in Manhattan so I know what it's like to have no space whatsoever (laughs) so I understand exactly what you're talking about
0: yeah and uh, basically I've got a full basement for my own use like man's cave and I started to set something up and I had my uncle visiting who works on wood and uh, I said hey what if we do some kind of shelving units for my consoles you know like here one here one so we did some it was ugly Mm -hmm. now that I remember it it was <laughs> ugly but uh, I have a space and I started you know to put all my consoles like when we moved here my family so uh, I I took all of my European stuff with me mm-hmm. so like uh, it was like whole like half of container of all my uh, stuff like basically it was mainly PAL consoles mm-hmm. some Japanese stuff some American stuff which I purchased on American eBay and got it got it shipped using overpriced, like overseas carriers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so basically I got it all here and nobody wanna switch cables. And uh, my dad is an electronic uh, engineer mm-hmm. and I told him, hey, look, what if what if I create this? Just simple device, like for me. And then like maybe I will sell to somebody else just to get money back, basically just <laughs> to make, make it even. And that's how I started was, I, I think my thread is still on Assembler Games, the first one, so mm-hmm. I'm not reading it, but I'm subscribed, nobody is, so it lost its old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I told my dad, hey, I need this, and he thought about it a bit, I say, okay, he, we talked about solutions. So I'm basically, uh, I'm software engineer. Mm-hmm. So hardware... Do so
1: you have job software engineering? What's that? Your your day job is software engineering. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm.
0: like full time day job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I got promoted to manager recently, but it's really it's not even announced. So it's gonna happen somewhere like next week. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. uh, Thanks. Yeah, and uh, so I know a lot of stuff about it. It's just I I write code. Mm -hmm. This is my like main occupation. And yeah, we came up with some switch. So I've been testing, I've been ordering some stuff in China. You probably remember that. So It was like bare PCB. I was soldering everything in my basement. Oh,
1: yeah, it's uh, a lot of components uh, to solder together. Yeah,
0: so like first, I would say first 50 units were soldered like by me, like mm-hmm. every every component. Now I said, uh, it's unbearable, yeah. really. And we, we started to switch to cheaper cases. To uh, cheaper ICs like TSSOP cases, mm-hmm. and uh, it just started to to be hard, and uh, I don't get any time for this. And then slowly, slowly, improved passive switch became active switch, with all the complaints, bug fixes, DC restore. Features. Then uh, Altera. and mm-hmm. the moment you get Altera, it's Life PGA. Its opportunities are endless. Mm-hmm. So just then you start cleaning the like digital cleaning uh, the sink. Then you you add features. Then like most important is now sink and green. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, it's like it's, it's almost done. But yeah, protection from super gun and whatnot. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's funny. So many people who create things like that, thats a a similar origin story in that they really just built one thing for themselves, and then some of their friends were like, hey, can I have one, too? And next thing you know, they're selling them. Akari said that. uh, Crick said that about his Genesis cart. So it's funny. A lot of this stuff, it's just we're trying to solve the problems for ourselves, and we realize other people want it, part of it, too. So that's that's cool.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, like first version of Switch, uh, there were only uh, 10 items. And as output, uh, I've chosen uh, mini DIN, Mm -hmm. the one which is used in Framemeister, like exactly the same pinout, and Mm -hmm. I was soldering all the cables myself. It was, I hate that Mm. still, like really those tiny pins, and you have to solder it all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, then I finally, we decided to do a SCART output. Then it was VGA output, which was technically SCART also, and Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. finally, now finally it's two SCART outputs. So you
1: said uh, you worked on it with your dad, who is an electrical engineer. Um, how did you start? Did you just download the SCART specs and try to make everything fall within the range, and um, I guess just basically tackle it both as a gamer and as an electrical engineer at the same time?
0: Yeah, it, it was basically, yeah, I we talked about specs. So I said there is SCART, which is connector. It carries like RGB, best possible signal, which we can get from analog. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like I know this, like, console part. I know some electronics basics. My mm-hmm. dad is like really into electronics. Mm-hmm. So and it was like, yeah, so kind of, I was a guy who make a decision. I, I still is. Mm-hmm. Um, he helps me with that. Now, as of today, uh, let's say if some switch is broken, uh, like all electronics part, I fix everything myself. I know everything, obviously, because so many iterations and so, <laughs> so many users and some complaints always so yeah what i don't do i don't do fpga mm-hmm. so fpga part uh, is written by my dad still today oh, cool. so uh yeah we are waiting for him right now <laughs> to do uh sync and green stuff well it's basically done it's a matter of configuration and mm-hmm. yeah there were some issues for this like uh, newest version which are resolved as of today mm-hmm.
1: So just to walk through the different versions, the original prototypes uh, for yourself, you said, were a manual switch, um, and then the first yeah,
0: passive, passive, switch. passive, right? Uh,
1: and then the first one that I saw was um, it was the uh, the original design of one SCART output, one D sub VGA output was uh, the original one that I saw.
0: good it was 3.0, from 3.0. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that one had a THS seven three seven four chip. Yes. Um, and which allows dual output because it, it could have double the load on it without hurting any exactly. of the consoles and all that stuff. Um, that was that was great. Um, that one I had no problems with it. Um, very little signal degradation. And when I say little, you have to zoom in a hundred times to see you know like all the way in the Link's face to see anything. Um, much much better than all the rest. Uh, I, I did some tests where I added a low pass filter switch, which was cool because some people with the setups wanted on and off. Um, And the D-Sub was something that a lot of people really needed uh, who do any kind of like arcade stuff. So they need TTL-level voltage output, things like that. So that was pretty handy. Um, And then you moved on to what you're now calling the Light, which you might want to think about changing the name because there's nothing light about it. This is a very heavy feature-packed awesome thing. I changed
0: it back. So the initial idea was uh, I came up with this uh, like 3.4 version, which had one VGA and one uh, SCART mm-hmm. output, and uh, then uh, I thought it's too pricey, really, because mm-hmm. I I still think the stuff is pricey. It's expensive. It's expensive to make, but in the quantities but it's I not, order,
1: it's not pricey. We've we've t- you've talked about this before. I've talked about this, and I helped sell one of the batch. It's not pricey because you're adding on a huge markup. It's pricey because the component cost alone is very expensive, and people seem to forget about shipping parts together. Right. Right. About right. um, you're, it doesn't matter how perfect you are. Sometimes shipments are going to get lost. Some things are going to get broken. You end up having to eat the cost of that. People don't seem to realize like if um, how much less money is made on items than uh, than than it is. So yeah, I would say it's. And it, it is an expensive device, but you get what you pay for. You know, it's not... It's expensive for all the right reasons, I guess. But, but yeah, the the 3.4, uh, you know, it added a lot of extra components. Now, yeah, the, the, the D-sub connectors oh, and yeah. all that. So that, yeah. So the light did cut off quite a bit of um, cost from that.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, it was... Uh, light version was supposed to be cheaper for everybody, and it was cheaper for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, but then... Uh, it went out so good, and uh, it's just for me. It's so much easier to maintain just one version at a time. So, because yeah. uh, I'm busy guy, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's for me. It's just I want to maintain one version at a time, and don't release previous version. Still, I support it all.
1: So you're just calling it so, the GSCart switch.
0: Yes, it was renamed back. Okay, now makes yep, sense. V five point
1: one. No, I, I like that revision number. It's easier to track. Um, so. For anybody that hadn't followed the project, uh, when I got the first version of the light in, I'll admit I was going back and forth like, am I going to miss the VGA port, am I going to miss the audio? But as soon as I started doing the testing on it, and I did the zoom in uh, you know, on Link's head, zoom in on Sonic and all that, um, there were, I didn't see any signal noise whatsoever, any more than you would directly into the capture card. Because uh, any analog signal is always gonna have something, anything, a spec, a color difference, whatever. But um, was that intentional, or was that just something that happened because you had now upgraded the parts again and that added things? Uh, I mean, how how did you get it so perfect? Was it just, uh, you know, uh, good, good engineering?
0: <laughs> I, I would say, like, uh, I'm grateful to my dad for that, because mm-hmm. he is, like, his perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So am I. But uh, with his expertise, uh, it was done according to the specs. Hmm. So it's really no compromise from my side. So it has to be done properly, proper attenuation, uh, like proper components, like lowest tolerance as possible. Mm. Uh, Well, I'm not talking ultra expensive stuff and really like golden uh, connectors or this. Yes, exactly.
1: So, I mean, as much as we're all perfectionists in this, there is. Absolutely, a limit to where you can't see a difference anymore. Right. So um, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think you could see just with your eyes a difference between the uh, the GSCart 3.4 and now the five. I don't think even on an OLED TV in 4K, I don't think you'd be able to see the difference. You'd have to zoom in and analyze it. So it's at the uh, the point now where like there's no, it would serve no purpose trying to put even higher quality components in. You've got it. You nailed it. It's uh it is good. Um, and the outputs have always matched what they were supposed to be as well. So um, recently, I got a, you know, an oscilloscope. Finally, this year, I've been doing a lot of testing, learned a lot. Uh, Steve from HD Retrovision, uh, especially, taught me a bunch of tricks. One of which is that you really should use the probes for certain things. So remember the problem I saw on the GSCART that was that was my cables. I was using cheap cables, uh, BNC cables. Uh, so it was cool. It was, it was good. To, I like to, to find stuff like that. But I went back and tested all the versions of the Switch that I had, and they'd all output the proper voltage uh, for video, all the proper for sync, and also the connector matched. So if you have the VGA output, it mm-hmm. was TTL-level sync, right. which is why that solved all the problems with the Xtron devices, the arcade stuff that requires the higher-level sync. Um, and then same thing with the newer versions. Um, everything's right, right where it's supposed to be. Um, without sync regeneration turned on, um, actually, that, uh, how is sync uh, handled without when the sync regeneration is not on? Is it just passed through?
0: Uh, it passed through. Basically, it goes through multiplexer circuit and okay. like the like easiest possible path.
1: So basically, if you have a cable that uh, is outputting 350 millivolts or uh, on one console. That spits out 350. If your next cable puts out 450, it's you know just whatever comes in goes out. Then, and then when you turn the sync regeneration on, it always is the same level, no matter what you go into it. Is that true? Uh,
0: yes, kind of. So, well, this when we speak about uh, the sync processing, it's like two parts. Mm-hmm. First part is detection, mm-hmm. and detection is very dynamic because mm-hmm. you can get AC sync, you can get DC sync, you can get it shifted. So basically how it works, uh, the signal comes, it doesn't matter how, uh, it's only sync. So um, there is a ADC, mm-hmm. uh, which samples on a high rate, what we get here, and then uh, we have a comparator which uh, dynamically sets level. So mm-hmm. let's say if you get like signal, let's say 350 millivolts, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna go through some sampling and it's gonna decide detection level and it's always going to be lower mm-hmm. and uh, this way we can detect like everything so it's here if it's here still it's going to get triggered because level changes dynamically
1: so you're talking about the if you're looking like on a scope the waveform you're making sure yes, that you get exactly. above and below yes. it so that you capture the entire signal yeah. even if there's a spike or a dip that's awesome yeah
0: so it's kind of uh, you kind of integrate the signal mm-hmm. so it's basically it's like area of this and area of negative pulses mm-hmm. and we are setting this level, and this is detection. Now, when it's uh, when it gets detected, uh, it goes uh, like straight to Altera, mm-hmm. which kind of uh, which uh, marks those uh, which time those uh, negative sync pulses, mm-hmm. and it just outputs it like totally on a proper level on the output while forwarding RGB. Okay. So basically, uh, well, now we process G because of sync on green. So the same circuit is uh, doing uh, sync on G. Sync and green.
1: So that basically then, it'll take your green signal. Um, it'll remove just the green and spit yes. that on the green channel and then pull the sync off of that and decide where it's going in the chips?
0: Yeah, so the, the plan for sync and green is we either fully extract it, because mm-hmm. I would say this is like most proper mode. Remove uh, sync pulses from green, because uh, it uh, depends on uh, your monitor. Uh, it can detect uh, RGB level differently based on that, mm-hmm. like amplitude. Mm-hmm. So this has to be done uh, if you want to make it properly, and we want to make it properly. Mm-hmm. So uh, and uh, then, like Altera, does those like regenerates those sync pulses, which mm-hmm. are being output using correct voltage. So it's this is like rough idea how it works. That's awesome. and yeah, and it's all done in FPGA.
1: So. Um- so it actually removes the sync from green. So when green keeps going out to the displays, it has no sync signal on it yes. whatsoever. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: But uh, again, there is going to be an option. Mm-hmm. There is an option on dip switch which is going to switch if you want to. By default, it's going to remove mm-hmm. uh, sync pulses from green. But mm-hmm. uh, if you want to still preserve it, it was actually it was proposed by one forum user. Uh, his nickname is Dirk Swisler. Yeah, uh, yeah it, he, he proposed a lot of nice ideas actually, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, there, there is an option, mm-hmm. and you can still preserve it for purists, uh, given that you use uh, OSSC, so yeah. it has like native RGBS, R, RGSB mode, and yeah. that, that's, I would say, that's for, the, for this.
1: I would think that your average person wouldn't need that, but it's really great that they have the option, because you never know, what if you're going into one of those Sony monitors that does read Sync on Green, so, yeah, it's cool that there are options there for that.
0: Yeah, and the other option is whether you want to do a a full uh, RGSB to RGBS conversion, Mm -hmm. or you just want to pass through. So this okay. is going to be like two uh, Sync and Green related options. Mm-hmm. The other one is everybody's familiar with. It's clear uh, sync or sync mm-hmm. regeneration. And yeah, and the last option, uh, there are two things. Mm-hmm. Like first thing, which I kind of announced, it's going to just uh, disable uh, LED, because apparently some people don't like it like being on mm-hmm. all the time. But now there is another option uh, we talked with you about, which is um, generate those uh, horizontals and impulses in V-blank.
1: Yeah, so that's a problem that um, uh, there are certain Sony BVM monitors. One of them, th- uh, the reason it's so high profile, is the A-series BVMs with that rare and expensive BKM-68X right. card have an issue where uh, Sega Master System, Dreamcast, PC Engine, Neo Geo, and I think PAL Mega Drives all have issues with the sync. So, at best, it curves the top so the game's pretty much unplayable. At worst, it's like on Dreamcast, it goes completely crazy. So, um, that's an issue that... It happened with a bunch of different model BVMs, but the fact that it was... I mean, imagine spending five, $6,000 for a monitor and then out of that money, 2000 was the input card, right, and right. then you can't even use your consoles on it. So... Yeah, if uh if it's possible to to correct that in the sync generation, you're going to make a lot of people very happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so th- this is the plan, but uh I let the cat out of the bag and I I talked about it on forums. Mm-hmm. And now people start asking uh, me like really are you going to include this now or do we have to ship it back and shipping from Europe is expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh I regret a bit I said that because <laughs> it's uh, really now, now people are gonna like ask for it and I think what's gonna happen uh, I will try to implement it sooner and like as everybody knows I have like two sub batches so currently all the pre-orders mm-hmm. it's like small first batch mm-hmm. and the big one which is gonna cover everybody else mm-hmm. so the moment I have uh, everything for uh, first batch, I'm ordering the second one, I ship the first one, but now I'm going to send an email to everybody who's in the first batch, mm-hmm. just guys, do you want to wait for the feature or do you want to get it now? Because... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's a really nice thing to do, because if you have a Sony PVM or if you're just going into the OSSC, this problem doesn't exist, it's right. only for certain BVM owners, right. and I think certain capture cards, this might be a help as well, but yeah, that's, that's nice to offer that then. Um,
0: Yeah, from a technical perspective, uh, we have everything. Mm -hmm. Altera works on 40 megahertz. It's enough to uh, process uh, full HD progressive. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Uh, Just a matter of timing the syncs and uh, injecting the sequence at proper times.
1: So, you have um, now, because of this new upgrade, you have the ability to pass through uh, RGBS in 480p. Uh, 720p uh, and I think 1080i as well. Although yes. Don't, don't use yes. 1080i. The interlaced resolution looks terrible. But, but yeah, that that's pretty awesome. And I think you you said this also has the ability to pass through component video, right?
0: Yes, as a kind of side effect. So
1: I've said this a lot, and I want to say it one more time to be clear. This does not convert component to RGB. This passes through because I know a very common scenario, and I'm I'm one of these people, is that people have all RGB consoles, right. and then one video Some component, component video and they
0: want to get it yeah, in the so same place.
1: If you have seven RGB in one component, this is perfect. Just get a, an adapter, pass it right through. You can get some high-quality adapters. RetroAccess is making one, uh, and a few other people have them too, I think. So yeah, that's awesome. That's going to save a lot of people trouble. Um, and of course, if somebody already has an older GSCART switch, uh, you could use this as well. So. Maybe if you're looking to upgrade, have a, a small cab- buy one of the small SCAR cables and then put it. Uh, I would say the old switch is first in line, then into right, this right. One. Depends
0: on but how you want to organize. Like, right. let's say you want this sync uh, green sync on green processing here and not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can reorganize it. where So I
1: guess the the proper thing to do if you have a, an existing one would be to leave the sync generation off on that. But on on the new ones so right the new one right because you don't right.
0: want to do it right several times i know people who did it like three or four times so they have all these cables mm-hmm. with active sync stripping then it goes through my switch and then they have a uh, xrgb and mm-hmm. uh, this like active uh, adapter which has one in oh, so geez, and, and some people had problems because of yeah. that so i said like hey just you can maybe unsolder or just order the replacement passive mm-hmm. stuff
1: yeah, so um, I don't want to get too detailed into this, but using a sync stripper, that typical LM eighteen eighty one chip that people see in circuits, is different than using sync regeneration in this Yes, same yes, this era. is so correct. So you're not spitting out high voltage. You're not uh, delaying the sync, shifting everything over. It's better. Yeah, it's, it's still
0: like pixel or so, or maybe one you and a half. not the thing. way it was. Yeah.
1: Um, and because it's the, the Altair, you don't have to worry about higher voltages on the output. Right. Um, I tested about 900 millivolts coming out with sync regeneration on. Um, I spoke to uh, Marcus, the creator of the open source scan converter. Mm-hmm. He said it's perfectly fine for this card input of that. Um, I, all of the data sheets on all of the BVMs and PVMs I've read said that's definitely fine. In fact, some PVMs could take... Uh, like 150 millivolts all the way up to 8 volts it kind of, some of the PVMs were built like tanks you could put anything so i think that's good cuz uh, there are some weird equipment like the Meister that doesn't like it when you go too low so i think that's that's probably right. a good sweet spot for it it's you know the all the good equipment's not going to be damaged um, so that yeah that that is that is very cool that uh, this could really end up not just being a switch but being something that uh, that solves a lot of problems in people's chains So that's pretty cool. Um, So for the first batch, um, for the small batch for testers, I guess we're looking at about a month or so before. Uh,
0: I hope it's going to be a week, a week and I can ship. But uh, as everybody knows, shit happens and uh, it can get delayed a bit. I'm I'm really, I'm looking forward to have it done as soon as possible because a lot of people are waiting. Everybody is patient except, a few, so I'm, I'm usually getting emails and I'm trying, so the, I get different attitudes. Yes. So, <laughs> there, there are people who are, who are kind of making demands. Yeah, like, but there's
1: one thing you got to realize is, uh, you know, people that are a fan of your work, people that, uh, your average person that, that loves your work, 90% you will never hear from. They're absolutely, a fan, they like it, it works, they buy it, you know, maybe you get a thank you email, maybe not, it doesn't matter and the the remaining people are either people like Dave that give good feedback that you know offer suggestions on things and then the small percentage that have something bad to say and it's so hard you got to remember in your mind it's so hard to visualize that there's this many people that are super happy right. and right. this many people that aren't and So, yeah, it's tough. Sometimes they have good points. Sometimes people just like being mean to each other, so whatever.
0: Yeah, the thing is, sometimes I'm just, uh, I'm coming tired from work. And (laughs) I get that email like, hey, you said it's going to be this. What is the release date? I paid my money. Hey, and I I really, I like straight talk. I like, hey, get straight to the point. You want a refund? or it's just at this point of time I cannot uh, tell you the date because I don't have the date. So mm-hmm. I'm working on it. So it's just, it's everything is estimated. So yeah. Just, yeah. But mostly everybody is fine. It's
1: you know, the funniest email I've ever gotten was was with the switches. It was about a year after uh, I had finished. You were selling them all directly right? Now. And it was, it was two paragraphs of like, you know, a big supporter of your site, which is funny because at the time I didn't have a Patreon, I didn't have anything, so how are was... <laughs> You know, I have this great idea. Like, check it out. What if? And he essentially wanted you to ship him a switch for free, and then he was going to pay you like ten dollars a week until he paid it off or something. And I started to respond, like, "Haven't you ever heard of a credit card?" If like what? Is, and I just, I, I stopped. I was like, "It's not worth it." And I just said, "I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not selling them anymore." Super G selling them directly. You might want to just post on the forum. And then he, another long email like, oh, I, have, you know, I've lost all respect for you. That's you know, you just blew me off, whatever. And he posted in the forums, if you were just like, no, I'm not going to send it for free. Like I could, I some people like that's one out of the uh, hundreds of people that I've talked to about the switch. So only one said something like that, but I could not believe uh, some of the funny things like that. that. That one, that one took the cake of give it to me for free, and I'll pay you ten dollars a week. As if either of us have the time to chase somebody down for $10 a week for, you know, that's, uh, that one cracked me up. <laughs> right. um, so you also have the G-Comp switch. Yes. So at the moment, it's uh, four input, one output yep. auto switching. Um, we did a lot of testing on that as well. I did both my zoom-in testing and I think we had it on a scope as well at one point. Also super high quality. Um, now that HD Retrovision has their high quality, just component output cables. Yeah, I'm yeah. using those, so you don't have to worry about using crappy cables. Because I've I've been guilty of that before. I've done a setup and just reached into my box, grabbed a set of cables, and gone, Why? So what's wrong? Why does this look weird? And then, sure enough, it's a bad cable. could throw that out. So now they are both to match. But you've talked about a new version of that.
0: Yeah, so basically it's... Because of these guys. <laughs> um, it's gonna, people ask for more inputs mm-hmm. and uh, I want to align the architecture with uh, what I have with card switch because electrically it's compatible mm-hmm. and uh, so it's gonna be uh, like the same 8 to 2 switch and uh, internally it's gonna use the same components and the plan is even to use the same uh, FPGA firmware Mm-hmm. so it's easier for me and I just feel nice because I'm gonna have like one kind of FPGA core for everything That's so awesome. and uh, like let's say if somehow I have to come up with some fix it's not it never happened before mm-hmm. but we never know mm-hmm. uh, so it's gonna be one version and I'm gonna flash one version and uh, yeah, it's just um, I I will try I, I talked a bit about it to my uh, suppliers in China about this so uh, about these connectors, mm-hmm. uh, RCA connectors. So currently, as like uh, all the owners know, mm-hmm. so it's a bit tall comparing to mm-hmm. a GSCARD switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tall because connectors I use, mm-hmm. these are like old, old connectors. So they still manufacture for me. So because mm-hmm. I ask, I need, I need, let's say a thousand. Mm-hmm. And they manufacture it for me. I want to reduce the height. If they can reduce the height, I can make nice, beautiful, slim version of the switch and oh, or cool. even make it same height as, GSCART switches now, because mm-hmm. also GSCART switch height is uh, dictated by a uh, SCART connector right. height. So um, yeah, and it's gonna, these two pieces are gonna match ideally, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. this is the plan. I hope it's, uh, it will happen.
1: So will you be continuing to sell the 4x1 version, or is it just no. gonna be the 8x2? No,
0: no, it's gonna be 8x2, because as I've said, it's a it's a hassle. Yeah. Just to manage two versions, um, man- I
1: think that to, it's my personal opinion. I do talk to a lot of people that do speed running, um, you know, professional Twitch streamers, but I think that uh, everybody would rather have that version, the eight by two, right. because even if they don't need it today, it's just it, it simplifies things. Just having right. dual outputs. And, you know, it's never a bad thing having more inputs, even if you only have four consoles with component, who knows, you know, who knows. Where
0: yeah, but component. now it's not four, now it's now it's eight, so <laughs> yeah, <there you> go.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that, that is very cool. Um, so uh, you have the EXT port on the GSCART switch, mm-hmm. um, and I believe you have it on the, the component switch as well, right? Yes. So while uh, the firmware is closed source, I believe you've uh, you've opened up people to make their own accessories for the EXT port. Um, one person was testing uh, manual sw- uh, push-button switch. Mm-hmm. Another person, I think it was the same person, was doing optical audio uh, through I it. I
0: think so, but I, I'm not even sure that uh, he manufactured PCBs. So mm-hmm. just, we just, we talked, there was some schematics. Which I still have to check because I didn't have time really to make sure it's all all correct and fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I export will remain just in case. But so far, I would say uh, nobody's using it. So it just people talked about it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen photos. I didn't get any PMs like telling me I that. I think it's still in the know.
1: prototype phase, but it's very cool that people are able to add things like that to it because it's a much smaller use case, but there are people out there that would love a push button for whatever reason. Uh, I know I would like the optical switch as well. So I think that's very cool that people are able to build things for it. Um, and I think you've also uh, been willing to work with people for a case design. So yeah. I wouldn't call it an open source case, but um, we've talked to a few people, that guy Ben uh, is gonna be looking into making a metal case for it. So anybody that wants to do that. And I, I think that's cool as hell, because I just, uh, you know most of the time all i care about is how something works but if it could look really cool and and work well that's always a nice bonus so i'm looking forward to see some of the interesting cases people have um people have already uh done 3d print designs uh to add mounting so yeah right the screws out and you could mount it to a wall i thought that was really awesome as well so this is cool this is um you know this is in my opinion, a happy medium between a closed product. uh, It's like a closed product with open options for it. So I like that. Uh, People are able to customize it in their own way while still having a solid backbone for it. So that's very cool. Um, Any projected release date for the component switch? I imagine you have to finish all the work Mm, on.
0: Yeah, so probably like start of next year, Mm -hmm. uh, I will start work on that. So the moment I can mass produce, mass manufacture uh discard switch, mm-hmm. so that that's that's done and mm-hmm. then I can, can work on GComp. Awesome. New G Comp. And yeah, ideally I wanna like just stop it and do something else. Like <laughs> different stuff. I want I want that to work and you Yeah want but it to
1: work to the point where you could just have you know, have it made automatically, you don't have to worry about yes. developing anymore. Yeah.
0: yeah, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. It, it's done <laughs> It's done. Even to assemble a discard switch, mm-hmm. it's ten minutes. I cannot get it faster. Oh Just yeah. One one uh, switch. It's uh, eighteen screws. Well,
1: uh, the older ones were the three point four. That was even longer. And then you have to, like, add, you have to, like, brace your finger in to get all this Yes, in. Yes, was, yes, At least this one bolts together a lot easier than the originals, so.
0: Yeah, so, and my wife is doing this. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, she's is, she is helping me. So, basically, uh, I do less. So, I, I'm doing different stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I help whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, she helps when I need some help. So, it's like this. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: When your kids get a little older too, you can have them. Everybody have a mini uh, assembly like. Well, my,
0: my older daughter tried it, and I said I'm going to pay you a dollar per unit. And oh, that's awesome! She, she made two, and then she said, no. <laughs>
1: uh, "Love it." Um, so, in the future, if uh, once this is kind of running on its own accord, uh, what are things that you were looking into that you'd like to work on? I know we messed with. Uh, Was it CDI, trying to get RGB? CDI, right,
0: and then uh, people got service manual, so Mm -hmm. there is some improvement. Yeah, I would love to add some kind of, to have some small project like this, just to, let's say, replace connector CDI, maybe come up with some circuit board, which Mm -hmm. you can easily integrate, just to have proper RGB out of CDI. I I know it's shitty console and stuff, yeah, but more RGB, the better.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, exactly. And And there are people that love it, uh, you know, hell from wrestling with gaming. It's the only console powerful enough for him. So, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah that, that would be and, cool.
0: Uh, I have a lot of like plans, mm-hmm. but uh, I would say I, I would like to work more on PlayStation 1, because mm-hmm. uh, what I see, like, there is PlayStation 1, there is uh, Xbox, original Xbox. And yeah. original Xbox has uh, so many, uh, like, custom applications and BIOS mods and this and that, and uh, PlayStation 1 didn't get the same treatment. Somehow, uh, I have some ideas, BIOS replacement, making a small um, PCB, mm-hmm. like in a in proper way, so you solder it uh, nice, you have some uh, custom connector, you're gonna be able to replace or mod your BIOS chip, also write some software to change something about BIOS there, and cool. stuff, and uh, like uh, that everybody knows, there is PSNI, it's open source, uh, much chip. Mm-hmm project so uh, i've been doing something i've been improving the code readability and understanding how it works and i also right right now when i have some spare time really spare time when i don't work on switches Mm -hmm. so i'm designing small board for a tiny microcontroller just to be able to uh, solder it inside the playstation one like we used to do with uh, microchip uh, 12C 508, like legacy chip, mm-hmm. and uh, port it to like um, different chips and uh, like make sure it works on all revisions. Maybe document stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what I have set up is um, like some small like like photo. Uh, like area where I can make finally high-resolution photos of all uh, PlayStation 1 motherboard divisions. Mm -hmm. And it's just for modding, just for mod-chipping, say this is your diagram, those are the points. So, because when you want to, right now it's a mess, when you want to solder something, you have to Google a lot, you have to search for diagrams, you have to ask on forums what should go I've
1: mislabeled diagrams as well. I did a mod chip uh, a couple years ago for my cousin's PS1, the, the mini PS1. And uh, I started soldering it, and I'm, the, the final point looked different. And I checked, and it was uh, they had labeled the guide wrong, so I had to remove everything. And, you know, I got, like, four wires in, and I just... And those are small points to solder to. It's not, like, uh, right. it's not easy. It's not like an Atari 2600, where, you know, the vias are this big. <laughs> it's, you know, it's tiny little points. So, yeah, it's good to... Good documentation and a good open chip like that would be pretty cool, and that would be for region-free BIOS, uh, and I would assume for CDRs as well. So you could use uh, yes. backups on it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's tricky nowadays because a lot of times you can buy a PlayStation One from a game store, you open it up, and there's already a mod chip in there. And you have no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah, what you have no idea what it is if it was installed correctly. You know, if it's going to cause any issues. So a lot of people if they don't recognize the mod chip itself, just take it out. They'd rather not risk ruining a perfectly good console for something that was installed badly. So, um, you know, and if it's a small, cheap PCB, I think most fans, even if they bought one and found one in it, would probably take that out and would rather put a good solution right. in its place. So that's awesome. Are you going to... Is that just going to be something you throw up on OSH Park for people? Uh, put it down Oh, it down, it's
0: going to be, like, absolutely open source. The, there is no any business interest in it. It's just... Like PlayStation One is one of my favorite consoles, mm-hmm. and really when I see like a, a original Xbox community mm-hmm. when I see PlayStation One community, so there is uh, so much love for Xbox mm-hmm. and like for PlayStation 1, it's you have a bit of information everywhere, but you don't have like any central place. Yeah. Like for all like information, photos, how-tos, and constantly people are asking how should I install it? Where should I solder it? What are the revision? What if I have this revision? What if I have like early Japanese, which is really not even sorted out like 100%. Yeah. So there is a lot of stuff. While well, working in. on
1: a place to go to put that information. I'm talking to people now, so... Hopefully, by the time you get to that, there will be an open wiki that will have everybody that's uh, an expert in their field be posting stuff in each relevant section. And also.
0: that would be nice, because I actually I wanted to talk to you about it, about having some place, because I, yeah. ha- I have my small humble G-Retro stuff, but this is not really a right place to put the information in, so...
1: Yeah, uh, well, you always have a place on RetroRGB, but I also want to make sure that there's the open wiki. Um, you know, community run that everybody could post their own information on it. So I think it's very important. I think it's missing. And luckily, a lot of people agree. And uh, I'm starting to get the right people who are excellent web developers have a background in this. Um, We're all starting to talk now about making this together. So uh, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. So hopefully by the time that's that's around, we'll have a nice place to post all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to donate every guide I'm going to rewrite on this new site that I have on mine just to make sure. Because, you know, people people don't seem to realize how important archiving this information is for preservation or just for fun. Just if you want to, you know, if you want to mod any of these consoles. So I want to make sure, uh, you know, there's all that info out there. And even especially, too, for the, the, the Switch stuff know I want a page dedicated so people know how to use them people could recognize the model differences the dip switch settings so that's cool yeah hopefully we'll all be able to contribute to this stuff nope so yep. and now with Microsoft owning github who knows what's going to happen a few years from now yeah I don't trust that
0: they will move somewhere else just yeah. in case
1: yeah everybody said oh you know it's not a big deal they'll be fine but they ruined Skype so who knows what else yeah. <laughs> to do. yeah um, so uh, I think I mean I think I hit all the questions I wanted to ask. Was there anything that you wanted to say that I forgot to talk about, or any other announcements that you wanted people to know? Or uh, did we cover it all?
0: No, I think think we are fine for the moment. Like oh. thing is, if I make another announcement, people are gonna start ask about it. Oh Like right. yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna get this. I hate this pressure when mm-hmm. yeah, it's like so many people are waiting. My my PayPal account is. Yeah, (laughs) it's really, I, yeah, there is, there is some trust and I deliver, but it's just for me, it's, uh, like having so many people waiting for the stuff, it just makes me uncomfortable. Mm.
1: no, I completely understand. Yeah,
0: there is pressure. Yeah, I I hate pre-orders. If I have, like, some extra money.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's nerve-wracking, but um, once, uh, actually there is one thing that maybe I didn't clarify in the interview that I've talked about on the podcast before but uh, the end goal with the G Scarts is once you have this small batch of uh, the 5.1s out mm-hmm. um, and get your feedback from people, make sure there's no, uh, no weird bugs or anything, then it's going to go into mass production, so there are going to be no more pre-orders, right? You're going to really aim...
0: Yeah, uh, I plan to cover the, like, all pre-orders which I have today plus some extra units just in case and mm-hmm. then hopefully I'm going to keep them coming.
1: So you you know, you know track the metric and say all right well I'm down to this many and it takes this long to order the batch so I'll order now so uh, the goal is to you know within a year to have constant stock so you're always able yes, to Yes so
0: I did it previously when I had some extra money but uh, now I was doing home repairs and it's yeah. so expensive and I just don't have any extra money so
1: yeah, I mean, that's a big risk, you know, buying too much of something and then having stock of it and having to wait and deal with it. So right. I completely understand why you don't have a thousand switches sitting in the corner of your house right now. But yeah, that's cool. That's a good goal to aim for because, uh, you know, that's all all things in the retro gaming world or I guess any kind of electronics that aren't run by a big company. Um, it is frustrating for newcomers that don't, uh, that haven't been following it for a while where they, they go, all right, well, what do I need? And they, they find all of the things that they need and they can't buy them. So it's cool that you're aiming for, for full stock of this. But. All right, well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm glad we finally get to talk. Um, you know, I'll have this up, audio and video, plus links to where you can pre-order the switches, uh, You know, pictures and examples of how badass these things are, and uh, I'll keep everybody posted as to your progress.
0: Yep, thanks. Yeah,
1: thank you.